Entertainment's podcast from Bottomline Technologies. In 2020, nothing was left untouched by the effects of the pandemic. Working from home just became working, and paying from home, well, I was something businesses across industries had to adapt to. We ended the phrase of what I like to call the great acceleration. Think of your own life. You likely shop online, test of groceries being delivered, and you've definitely streamed entertainment pre-pandemic. As we look to exit the pandemic now and return to normality, those habits have been accelerated. This is also true in the world of B2B payments. With payments already trending towards automation and digital, pre-pandemic, the virtual environment pushed digitization into overdrive. Hello, I am Paul McMeekin, host of the Payments Podcast, and today I'm joined by Gnita Bindra, Vice President of Product Strategy at Bottomline, to discuss the current state of payments digitization and what she expects payments to look like moving forward. Hello, Gnita. Hello, Paul. Nice to talk to you. And thank you for joining us today. And before we dive into it, a fascinating subject today, can you just give yourself a quick intro, uh, what you do at Bottomline and how long you've been at Bottomline for? I'd love that. Thank you, Paul. So I'm Gunita Bindra, as Paul mentioned. I oversee product strategy for Bottomline. Bottomline is a large organization, but I oversee the, the product strategy for the line of business called Paymodex, that is AP Automation, focused on payments, helping our customers pay and get paid. I'm responsible for product roadmap, go-to-market strategy, pricing of the product, and at the end of the day, really responsible for making sure the product does well for our customers that we're trying to serve for. Excellent. Quite a task you have <laughs> you have ahead of yourself. And so, um, Kenita, as organizations across the globe take on new digital methods to pay and get paid, what has the process been like in the last 12, 15 months of, of pivoting from these archaic manual paper-based processes to digital look like? Well, what's really happened? Great question, Paul. But before we go into that, I really want to talk about the point you made earlier, great acceleration. We've seen that in electronic payments. Growth that our industry expected in years to come came on to us very quickly. The transformation or this pivot that you're asking me about comes first with an acknowledgement to automate and digitally transform your payment process. We saw there were organizations that made this pivot very quickly, but then there were some organizations, Paul, that actually took a step back and took this opportunity to redefine their processes. They were more organized about their pivot. These organizations decided to quickly adopt a payment software to manage all their supplier payments coming in and going out. Teams came together to map out their existing processes. They defined their must-haves for a solution like this that will help them transform their payments to digitally or electronically very quickly. This pivot resulted in universally accessible and strategically automated payments program for the businesses that choose to do so. Does that answer your question, Paul? It, it does, yeah. So let's, let's dig into it a little bit further, right? So pandemic happens, people probably panic, like, oh, we're sending checks out and or, or printing checks. How, how were these companies able to adapt so quickly and move from a 
in-person office to moving virtually and have payments still going on and businesses still paid and got paid. So firstly, we live in a world, thankfully so, where technology and innovation is top notch. We live in a world where payment innovation is actually at its peak. There are cloud-based payment solutions available to help automate 100% of your payments, and that too very quickly. You can access those platforms from anywhere because they're cloud-based. Secondly, I think what helped uh, with the quickness, as, as we've talked about, is you know, the collaboration and the partnership that occurred. And it wasn't just internally. We saw buyers and supplier community really partner and collaborate during this time, discuss different net terms on how they wanted to be paid and pay their suppliers. And most importantly, I think it's the motivation. I don't think any change is possible without people actually wanting it. So as human beings, I think we've displayed that we were versatile, we were agile. We ran into unforeseeable circumstances, but our, we, our ability to partner and collaborate really helped us come through these tough times. I would say the businesses used this scenario, um, you know, used this setback to actually make a comeback. Kenita, let me, you touched on something very important there, which I think is um, kind of eye-opening to me. And it's the fact that it's not just technology, it's business relationships. So you said the the uh, businesses wanted to pay and get paid and they discussed uh, net terms, they're more flexible. So it's not just a, a, an answer about technology, it's an answer about business relationships. But moving back to technology, how how does bottom line as a whole or, or pay more specifically help businesses come through that? And, and, and how do they help businesses become more flexible? Great question, Paul. So firstly, for folks that don't know what PayModex is, I just want to quickly share what PayModex is. PayModex is an AP automation platform that helps you manage and process your invoices. The product also helps you make the payments to your suppliers. Now, within this the whole big product suite, what we do offer is the ability for the supplier to send the invoice to the buyer with different change terms if they needed to. We offer early payment discounting capability within our product as well. So I think um, the collaboration that we saw through our product was using our chat functionality. We saw a reporting that customers could pull through out of Paymodex that would help them make better decisions about their working capital. So I think that collaboration done through not just via phone calls, but using technology to really collaborate and talk about that particular invoice that you have an issue with, talk about the particular payment that you're not satisfied with. So I think that's where technology really comes into play in, in hybrid or virtual environments. No, that makes perfect sense, Kenita. So it's not just technology, it's a blend of the human communication touch, the technology which helps facilitate that. So just just moving uh, topics slightly of um, introducing new technology. So traditionally, you, you and I have been in payments for uh, longer than we care to admit. <laughs> so <laughs> tr traditionally, implementing new processes or implementing new technology takes time, right? So it seems to me things have changed, things have been streamlined. You know, why is this so? And, and 
why is this important to maintain this kind of sense of urgency going forward? Again, you know, I want to start answering that question, Paul, with an example. So I used to be a consultant like five, six years ago. I was a software consultant. I would go on site actually to implement software side story. I did stay in Paris for six weeks, which was great. But I would, you know, actually go on site and implement the software and, you know, help design best practices for my clients. You know, fast forward today, I see cloud-based payment solutions are accessible from anywhere and everywhere. Look at our own implementation teams. We don't have to travel. Solutions are actually now coming with built-in accounting system or ERP integration which allows for faster implementation times and actually no IT resources needed. We have seen our implementations go from contract to live in less than 100 days. And then last, Paul, you know, all about this implementing new technology for, you know, payment processing is great, but at the end of the day, we need a budget for it. And fortunately, payment types such as virtual card Premium ACH offer rebates, offer the ability to monetize payments that actually help you offset the cost of any software or platform. So I think it's a win-win to really implement a solution that is fast and, you know, that really helps you streamline your payment processes. So you mentioned a a great buzzword there, payments monetization. That's been thrown around the industry in fintech for the last, I don't know, seven, eight years. In, you've given two examples, uh, as I'm listening to you here, of early payment discounts and, and rebates, right? Um, if, if I'm a CFO, if I'm a, a treasurer or AP manager, do, do I look at the AP automation system or the way I pay as a as a way to generate new money? Is it is it to offset other IT, um, IT expenses? So w- what I'm hearing you say is that it's not a big costly IT project, but something which is neutral at worst and potentially revenue producing at best. Is that a fair summary? That is a fair statement. I think CFOs or uh, finance operational organization or department, I should say, really look at automation. I think after automation, immediately comes security, top top of mind. And then comes the question, how do we pay for it? And that's where rebate and monetization comes into play. This last question, um, or, or last topic, sorry, it's a big one, right? So we've we've all, um, not all of us, but the vast majority of workers in the US have, uh, and across the world, have went home. And depending where you're in the world, depending where you're in, in the US, people are returning to the office either full-time or on a, on a hybrid environment. What does the future of payments look like? So I'll, I'll kind of, we'll span the lens from, you know, B2B payments to kind of all payments. And so what does the future hold? So is it more digitization, less digitization, new technologies, uh, more more automation, less automation? I'd love to get your uh, insights there, Kenita. Yeah, so for B2B, I would say there's going to be, I see two types of organizations. Organizations that adopted digital payments in the last 15 months will come together 
to take it a step further. They will hopefully talk about reliability. They will start talking about security of their payment processes. I actually expect those organizations to not just make payments anymore, but make smarter payments to optimize their working capital. The other types of organizations that maybe came up with a Band-Aid for the time being will come together to discuss automation. So to answer your question, you will see continued automation um, you know, throughout next year, years to come. When it comes to other types of, you know, let's say consumer payments or even in B2B, I think I want to see say that, you know, there's going to be innovation for faster payments. So like right now, ACH takes time, card also could take time. Like how do we deliver payments in, let's say, five seconds? We're going to start to see different types of cryptocurrencies come into play. So you not just in B2B, B2C. So I think uh, we might even see invisible payments, a concept where, you know, you once you've approved your payment in your ERP, it is already paid. So I think it, those are the kinds of concepts I feel like um, definitely would be coming up. And then lastly is, you know, the focus on, you know, green, like I, I, after, you know, what we've gone through. I don't think any one of us wants to pay through checks where they get stuck in U.S. mail or, you know, have paper-based processes and actually let's help our environment by, you know, cutting down the paper and then focus on green. So you, I, I, I agree with that. You said some... a lot, I know, so... Yeah, yeah. So there's quite a few things to unpack, so we'll try and do here. So I want to dig deeper in this concept of being in control and have the flexibility to, to choose your payment. So you said, or throughout the conversation, you've said virtual card, you said ACH, you said faster payments potentially in the future. As a, as a sender of payments, when will I be able to choose and kind of optimize the payment mix for me? So I, I may want full automation. I may want to maximize my rebates and, and doing so I may leverage different payment types. Like, when can I have, when, when will I be able to optimize my payment mix, do you think? If you wanted to, Paul, if that could be today using a platform like Paymodex and other, you know, payment solutions out there, you know, you can really control how you're paying your suppliers. Uh, we actually have a concept of intelligent payment routing. What that means is based on, you know, the invoice due date or the vendor type or the urgency of a payment, we can make the decision on behalf of the supplier and the buyer, but we also give the control back to our buyers to choose how they want their suppliers to be paid. But I think the time is now. And there you have it, everyone. So thank you, Kanita. Uh, as companies have been slow to adopt uh, changes in the last five to six years, I think it's fair to say things have rapidly changed in the last 15 months. And as Kanita has outlined, it's going to be more change coming in the next you know, 12 months, two, three years. So those who have not uh, changed, they've missed out on the opportunity to monetize their payments, as she says, mitigate the risk of fraud and improve their relationships with vendors, my own personal favorite is boosting the employee morale. So gone are the days of, of massive piles of paperwork that, that can be automated and, and save a whole bunch of time. So speaking of time, unfortunately, that's all we have time for uh, today. 
But in the meantime, you can listen to more episodes on all things payments at the touch of a button using your preferred provider. See you next time. Thank you. The Payments Podcast from Bottom Line Technologies.